Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, I hope by now you've actually allowed yourself to be able to revisit some things and maybe look at some issues maybe that have kept you stuck in the past and that you've dealt with them, that you've kind of started to resolve those issues and you actually are putting the time in to where you're trying to uncover some things about yourself that it will actually take you to the next level that it will continue to give you that motivation and that encouragement to just really grow and to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. More importantly, I really do hope that this study has provided a way for you to really spend time with God, that you're taking that time to really have an appointment time and that you're keeping that appointment time with him and you're developing a close and personal relationship with him because that's what he really wants from you. Then moreover, you are able to live that life of abundance that God really wants you to have. So I hope that in this new beginning that you have started with yourself, that you are really accomplishing some things for you. Now, let's go ahead and move on. As you know, I actually shared with you a new seed that the enemy can plant into you, which is actually based on your feelings. And of course, you know, we've been talking a lot about our feelings and our emotions in this particular chapter. That seed was the seed of anger. And so as you continue to stay in those feelings, the enemy will try to have a stronger hold in you by watering the seed and allowing roots to form. So actually the new root that is formed based on that is called the root of complaining. So let's just go ahead and define that. Complaining means to express grief, pain, or discontentment. It also means to make a formal accusation. Now, the scripture that I actually use to reference to kind of combat that comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 15, which says, In everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing, so that no one can speak a word of blame against you. You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of crooked and perverse people. Let your lives shine brightly before men. Now, of course, in our society, our lives as children of God should shine so bright that it really should be easy for others to spot us out in the world. Now, we really shouldn't blend in so well with the world that it's kind of hard to point us out. And I'm going to actually give you another scripture that kind of reemphasizes just like Philippians did. And it actually comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's what we really want our lives to do. 
We want our lives to glorify God. So please be conscious about that when you're really letting your light shine and that others can really see that. Now, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes life can just really be difficult and hard. And sometimes our burdens that we go through or that we take on can really get the best of us. And it causes us to really start to complain. Even as children of God, of course, I'm not going to say we don't complain because we do. And sometimes we may even complain more than people who may not know Christ. So we have to really be conscious about that and not lose our focus on the way we represent Christ. He really wants us to be seen in a positive way. So we must be conscious of not only representing him in our actions, but even how we communicate to others as well. Now, as I go ahead and start to share with you how the root of complaining that the enemy really tries to water and really take hold into our lives, it's so important first for you to just understand that there are two areas that actually take place when the word complaining is attached to a person. And so we're going to actually discuss those. The first area is called the giver of complaints. And the second area is the receiver of complaints. So I'm going to actually start to focus on the first one, which is the giver of complaints. Now, when you are actually a giver of complaints, the focus is really just centered specifically on you. Now, it kind of starts off with maybe you having a pity party inside of you, which kind of makes you feel that you just really don't have anyone on your side or in your corner. Now, as you start to feel empty inside, which ultimately validates this pity party, you really start to feel like maybe I need to just start including more people into my life. And so that's what you do. You start to have more people listen to your complaints. And of course, as you are complaining to them, you could be complaining about a family issue or situation on the job or maybe about another particular friend that you have or maybe even things that are in the church as you start to really share those complaints to them they of course may start to embrace them as well and the more support you have you may even start to see that the situation starts to grow and that this story now can maybe get out of hand because sometimes you start to hear that the complaints that are being said, they may not really even be that truthful anymore. And that's why you have to just really be cautious about how you include other people into your life, especially as you're complaining about things. You'll see that the isolated event has really turned now into just this enormous amount of complaints that are being just filtered to so many other different people. That's not what you want because you don't want things to really be blown out of proportion. And you definitely don't want it to be hard to even know what the truth is anymore and what steps should be handled. Now, when you are upset about a situation, the best way to handle it is to really just address it immediately and solely to the individual that you actually have issues with. You want to be able to address those things quickly because if you really allow too much time to go by, the situation can grow in nature so much that you start to develop resentments and just issues with that particular person or even the problem itself. So try your best to get to resolutions. Also, 
if by chance you're not able to speak one-on-one with an individual, I will suggest that maybe try to ask God to guide you in seeking out a person, maybe that's a leader or a mediator or even an authoritative person that may be over you, maybe like in a job that can actually give you some sound advice and more importantly, some unbiased solutions to the situation. This kind of helps you take the focus off of you and really allow another person to provide guidance to the situation so that you can maybe even look at it a different way or even see it in another way. Now, unfortunately, try as you may, there are those times when resolutions can be difficult to accomplish and achieve. If you have selfish expectations because of how you think things should be done, you will actually start to see that your lack of patience can actually start to outweigh the process that it takes to make things happen efficiently and effectively. Now, even if people listen to you, you must remain open-minded and optimistic of the outcome. If you allow yourself to get too consumed with accomplishing things your way and your way only, you will start to see that you feel agitated from it because of the expectations that you have placed on the situation. If not handled correctly, you may even feel hurt or resentment from it. Please allow yourself to kind of go through the process and try not to have the focus to only be about you. So now we're going to go ahead and look at our example again with Moses and the children of Israel on what they experienced with the root of complaining. So I'm going to share with you from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. And it says, At the Lord's command, the people of Israel left the sin desert and moved from place to place. Eventually, they came to Rephidim, but there was no water to be found there. So once more, the people grumbled and complained to Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you arguing with me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to complain. Why did you ever take us out of Egypt? Why did you bring us here? We, our children, and our livestock will all die. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are about to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Take your shepherd's staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile. Then call some of the leaders of Israel and walk on ahead of the people. I will meet you by the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come pouring out. Then the people will be able to drink. Moses did just as he was told. And as the leaders looked on, water gushed out. Moses named the place Massa, the place of testing, and Meribah, the place of arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord going to take care of us or not? And again, that comes from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. So as you can actually see from these scriptures, the children of Israel, of course, were still complaining to Moses, even though God had demonstrated his love and care for them. It just seemed as if they just were going to always complain about something if they just didn't get their way, if they didn't have immediate gratification. They didn't show any type of appreciation or gratitude unless they got their needs and wants met. Their trust in God was only when it seemed to be convenient for them. 
And when they needed something, they expected God to act on it immediately. They just were never satisfied with anything. So let me just ask you, what about you? Do you find yourself in the same type of predicaments or maybe even situations that the children of Israel had faced? Have you found yourself complaining about an issue because you haven't gotten the response that you were wanting? Or maybe it didn't come as fast as you wanted it to come. Do you really have to have things done your way? And if you do, are you allowing yourself to get upset because of the way others are responding to you? And are you also just being so consumed with your problems that you've kind of ignored and become insensitive to other people's problems? It's these types of questions that you may need to dissect and do really some deep soul searching to see how your feelings and emotions are guiding you. You may also see that you may need to make a list of things that are important to you. Also, what things do you really need to rediscover about yourself? If you looked at your appearance or reflection in the mirror, is it not pleasing to the eyes of God? Remember, God sees everything, and you want your character to resemble his character. Allow yourself to wake up each day with the mindset of making God smile and to allow him to be excited about what you are going to do to please him. And when you look at it like that, you will see that it is not about pleasing you anymore. Just because things may start off bumpy in your life and you weren't able to get all your needs met, it doesn't mean that everything has to stay that way. You just have to make sure that you are staying focused on the things that you really need to be doing as a child of God and recognize that. Now, I'm probably going to have to come back tomorrow to kind of finish up and conclude with part two of the root of complaining. And so please just go ahead and come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.